Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomer women who are embracing life as we grow older. But if we want to continue to celebrate our lives as we age, we know that we have to be mindful about how we take care of our entire being body, mind, and spirit. And our guest today is an expert on helping us do just that. Angela D. Coleman is a holistic health expert with training in clinical psychology, trauma, and natural well-being. She's also the author of the sisterhood, uh, the founder of the Sisterhood Agenda and the author of more than 20 books focusing on mental, emotional, and physical health. And we are thrilled because Angela is joining us today to share all about her just-released new book, The Art of Chilling Out for Women, 100 Plus Ways to Replace Worry and Stress with Spiritual Healing, Self-Care, and Self-Love. What a title, and the book is already garnering a lot of interest, and boy, I can't wait to find out more. So welcome, Angela. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you well, and I want to begin by congratulating you because the book is truly an all-encompassing guide to addressing the various ways we can support our mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. So great. You really you really nailed it, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, it's my hope and honor for women to read it and, um, and, and get something out of it, something hopefully really useful, practical, and something that can be life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. And I do want to also at the at the top of the show mention that the book, book is it's inspirational, but it's also a super practical guide. So your readers are in for something that they can generally refer to again and again, and uh, it can really support their efforts to, again, have full mental health in all areas. Uh, but before we get into the details of the book itself, I'd like to ask you a personal question because you have had one heck of a successful career. Obviously, you wrote all these books. You've been a prolific author. And before that, you were a grad student and graduated cum laude from Princeton University. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and none of that's easy. So you must have had a little bit of stress in your life. Is that the reason you wrote the book? Well, I think I can identify with most women uh, who are or have had at least struggles with work-family balance and who are working hard and looking for ways to optimize health, especially mental health. You know, we all want to feel good and, and be able to have an equilibrium from which we are not stressed out. We are not overreacting. We are not over-responsive, uh, but we're able to really embrace and experience all the good things that life has to offer. So sure, I had a journey. I had a path, absolutely. I think we all have stories, um, you know, being in school, um, being a parent, uh, being a mom, and um, having my fur babies, having charity and other uh, community and service projects, things that I like to do, things that I want to do, but feeling time crunched, you know, feeling like there are never enough hours in the day that I didn't have enough energy to go to school and run two businesses and be a parent at the same time, <laughs> you know. So wow. we have to be reasonable with our expectations of ourselves. And I think that's kind of one of the main points of the book is that superwoman complex, we can just throw it out the window. You don't have to. Oh, I love that. 
(laughs) Also, Angela, I want to say again at the top of the show, I was hooked immediately because one of the first sentences you you, or references that you make is, you know, when we're talking a lot about self-help books and you know finding out more about ourselves, the term in at least in the United States is well, you got to do the work, and that of course is true. But you reframe the whole idea instead of quote unquote doing the work you think of it as or suggesting we think of it as performing self-care or a service to ourselves and I thought you know that's so true and it motivated me right away oh that's awesome absolutely that's how I feel um, prioritizing ourselves um, it's, it's not something that you can read and get and say oh great another thing I have to do or add to my list or feel an obligation to to do this is something that's a lifestyle this is easily integrated into your day it could take five seconds or five minutes Um, and also it's a healthy habit just like brushing your teeth it's a self-care healthy habit that um, is highly recommended and expected (laughs) I hope it comes (laughs) to be more expected as you know, for future generations, honestly, because they don't have to bear this burden of, you know, um, historical gendered expectations. And, you know, a lot of us are juggling a lot, you know, not just caregiving roles, but that caregiving role is big, it's huge. So for children, but also for aging parents, and then also um, with the pandemic, we saw how all of this kind of fell on our shoulders. And we were like, wait a minute, we were fighting for equality. We thought there was equitable distribution of career and domestic chores and responsibilities. And we realized, no, we're not quite there yet, right? <laughs> because the children were in school virtually, but it was almost like still they had to be homeschooled. They had to be managed. They had to be watched. Someone had to be there. They have to eat, <laughs> you know, different things like that. So I um, hope that we can say, don't feel bad about taking time for yourself. In fact, feel great about it. Know that that's what you're supposed to do. That is what the expectation is. And also, that's the type of behavior we want to model, not just for our daughters and our friends and our family and our significant other, but for everyone, for society in general, to say, hey, this is how I, as a woman, take care of myself. And it should be respected. It should be honored. Wow. Well, absolutely. And boy, the the book is a great way to do that. And so let's get to some of the details about the book itself. Uh, you've got it divided into three sections and you created uh, several tips for each of the three areas. So tell us a little bit about how the book is laid out. Sure. Uh, well, I start off with an introduction and an expansive introductory section so that I can tell you um, how it might be best to use the book and how I've divided it and the the purpose and the rationale behind it. (laughs) And I haven't done that with any other, but because there are over a hundred sections in the book and each one deals with mind, body, and spirit, I thought it just made sense. Each section is um, part of the art of chilling out, helping you to practice, to learn it, to absorb it, Uh, ways in which we aren't doing it, ways we can correct it. Um, And each section has a purpose. So, for example, drive the car, section 31, um, talks about the three stages to attain peace and balance, um, which I use the acronym C-A-R. Driving the car means you accept change. The first part of car is change acceptance, the C. The second is A, adaptive action, and then R is relaxation and letting go. So 
it goes through those stages. If you're not able to accept the change, you're not able to move on towards adaptive action. If you don't have adaptive actions, you're not able to relax and let go. So at each point and each section of the book, I have an affirmation and a holistic prescription along with an explanation of what that means. So the drive the car section um, details what I'm talking about with change and, and how we can embrace change and acceptance of the change event in order to let go of the old and welcome in the new and not also incidentally block your blessings along the way. The affirmation for drive the car is I adapt easily to change, knowing that it supports my highest good. Then I have a holistic prescription that includes a call to action, Mother Nature, which is ways to use herbs and natural remedies, gemstones, and feng shui to optimize balance and harmony. And so each section, you're going to have over 100 you know, different uh, chapters that include over 100 affirmations and 100 holistic prescriptions. So I think it's, it's pretty comprehensive. And I wanted people to be able to use things that they have. And so they didn't have to have a high cost to go out and get something. So the call to action is something you can do right now. The Mother Nature is uh, herbs that you probably already have in your kitchen. The gemstones you may or may not have, but they're common ones. And also, I only include a few, you know, there are hundreds of gemstones, but I just selected and focused on the few that I thought had multi-purposes that could be used for different mind-body-spirit prescriptions. And then feng shui, of course, is really looking how we can integrate the five elements, uh, natural elements in nature, you know, wood, fire, metal, water, earth, and how we can declutter, how we can look at optimizing our connection optimizing our growth, and, of course, optimizing our relaxation, letting go, and part of the chilling out process. Well, as I mentioned again before, it it does, it combines the spiritual elements uh, with the real practical ways of supporting yourself through these various issues or or concerns that we might have. So uh, now that we're talking about this, um, Angela, how do you suggest your readers can best use the book? Well, I suggest readers just uh, use it as a reference. They can just literally, I have some that pick a number every day to start their day, and then they say, okay, I'm going to do that affirmation. I'm going to look at that holistic prescription. I'm a person who likes to read front to back. (laughs) I I read it front to back, and I also like to keep things for reference. This is a great reference book because there are some aspects of the book that you don't think are applicable to you right now in your life or you're not relating to as strongly right now but that might resonate with you a lot more later. For example, uh, sections on grief or, or healing your heart or recovering from heartbreak or loving freely and feeling your feelings and things like that. So um, definitely as a reference book, a guide that you can go to at any time, especially if you're feeling like, okay, maybe I'm a little off-center, maybe I'm a little off-balance, what can I do to get back on track? It's one of those types of guides for sure. Well, and I've picked, I've done some picking and choosing myself, and that's kind of what I'm going to use it as. You know, if I'm feeling a certain way one day, you know, grab the book and and look at, you know, a section that would directly, you know, affect my experience. 
or, you know, like you say, kind of read through it, but then, you know, maybe a special, you know, attention to certain areas that we are, that are helping us. The other thing you, you said at the top, and I, I agree with you, is that you use affirmations. That's a big part of the book. Why are affirmations so critical to supporting self-care? Well, affirmations are positive self-talk phrase in the present, and a lot of us are constantly talking to ourselves. In fact, we talk to ourselves more than other people talk to us. <laughs> and we want to make sure that that talk is positive, that it's healing, that it's supportive, and also um, clear out noise and, and kind of clutter in the mind um, so that you can really hear your soul voice. You hear your soul voice and not hearing like your parents or your teacher or somebody that said something horrible to you in third grade or something that your ex-husband may have said to you or ex-boyfriend's bad or, or what have you that is still resonating with you and that might be negative. We talk ourselves out of doing what is in our best interest sometimes with the talk. So the affirmation at the end of each section is a way of replacing it if it's a negative self-talk or adding to it if it's positive self-talk. And it's also a way of manifestation and creative visualization. And I believe in the world we, we can't get enough affirmation. We can't get enough of affirming who we are. And it's not kind of fake, uh, and that's not who you want to be. It literally is. It's literally who we are. And understanding and embracing that helps you to navigate and move through. It helps you to release and let go. It allows you to be in a space that you can consider your sacred space. Oh, Angela, my gosh, you express yourself verbally as beautifully as you do in written word. I mean, my gosh. Uh, and uh, I do want also, my audience is aimed at, you know, mostly older women, baby boomer women. And you had referenced, you know, younger women that, you know, are dealing with young children or whatever. But I also want to say aging is not exactly stress-free either. So for me, the spirit section was especially helpful. And I'm thinking of three chapters that I, I definitely resonated with, which increasing self-awareness, overcoming loneliness, and receiving help. And those are all areas that older older people, especially women, often find themselves dealing with. And your prescriptions were great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, these are all things that I use. And I think that it's multi-generational. I think we could definitely, um, all generations can benefit from what we're going through uh, and what we deal with as women and, and how we can maintain our physical, spiritual, and mental health. And this is just part of it, you know, receiving help, absolutely. Soothing yourself, absolutely. I mean, it's all about, and the spiritual part. I think um, maybe people get confused when you, you say the word spiritual or they have an aversion to when you suggest meditation. So in this book, I give practical knowledge on kind of what spirit is, how we can tap into intuition. Because women, we can feel if a space is unsafe. We can feel when a space is maybe um, not full of people who have our best interests in mind. And to really hone in on that, to be sensitive to it, I think some people are more sensitive to it than others. But part of that intuition is also like our soul and our spirits. And our spirits want what's best for us, 
and sometimes our mind can override the spirit, and even our body knows when we're in danger or when we're not comfortable or when we're in a space that we don't necessarily need to be in. And I think that's also what kind of contributed to the Great Recession. And when women went out of the workplace during the pandemic and transitioned from corporate jobs to small business owners, a lot of that was because, hey, I'm going to do this for myself. I realized how toxic that work environment was for me. I realized how I wasn't able to be my true self or even become who I want to be. So the self-actualization process is real. And maybe they were even with the stillness that the pandemic created, able to tune in to that, the stillness and the space and be able to honor themselves better and to be authentic to really who they are afterwards. So always looking at doors closing or shifts and changes, you know, as opportunities. Oh, my gosh, Angela. Well, I know our listeners can tell, I mean, how beautifully written this book is because they can hear you speaking these words that are so inspirational. But we are running out of time. So I also want to let our listeners know that you do have a website. So please tell us where they can go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, get their own copy of The Art of Chilling Out for Women. Sure. You can find out more about me at AngelaDColeman.com. And um, for almost 30 years now, I've been running a nonprofit organization for women and girls. We have over 6,000 global partners in 37 countries, and that's SisterhoodAgenda.com. And so we welcome uh, anyone who wants to educate, support, empower women and girls. Uh, We have an Instagram at SisterhoodAgenda and also Facebook at SisterhoodAgenda. Oh, my gosh, you are busy (laughs) and staying stress-free, I am sure. Well, any thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners before we have to close? Tune into nature, visit the water for that healing trifecta of sea, air, and sun, and light a candle, create your sacred spaces, your special separate spaces, and integrate play into your life and this spring, literally, smell the flowers, go out and enjoy it. Well, um, those lovely parting words, we will have to close. But, Angela, this has been such a treat for me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I hope you all have a wonderful day and a beautiful week. And back at you. And for everyone out there, please do check out Angela's website at AngelaDColeman.com and her wonderful book, The Art of Chilling Out for Women. You're going to find a wealth of highly readable information, lots of motivation, and just what you need to fully embrace life on the feisty side of 50. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.